0: Good day, everybody. I'm David Irvin. I'm a leadership development specialist and best-selling author, and we want to welcome you to the Leaders Navigator podcast. The premise is simple. The podcast will provide you with insights for living and leading the authentic way so that you'll be better equipped to amplify your positive impact as a difference maker in any area of your life. We'll cover a variety of topics related to authenticity and humanity. We'll hear stories of how authentic leaders came to be who they are, And we'll create a platform for you to submit questions you'd like us to address on all the different topics that we talk about here and in my books. What is uniquely special is that I'm doing this podcast together with my daughter, Haley, and we're super excited about this opportunity to work jointly on this project that we are both so passionate about. Haley, good day. Welcome to another episode. We've kind of taken the summer off and we're just getting back into the uh, swing of things as as fall approaches and uh you have a very fascinating topic to cover today how how have you been you had a week with your mother
1: I did it was amazing uh we um I'm yeah it was great like there's this uh theater festival um it just outside of Toronto in this town called Stratford Ontario and this theater festival has been around for the last several decades Um, and, uh, they put on mainly Shakespearean theater plays, mainly Shakespeare, but you know, they throw in some musicals and some other good plays too. And, um, and it's this like highly regarded, well-respected theater festival that people come from all over, uh, to come see. And so, you know, I took students there a few years ago, keep up with them, things like that. Um, you know, had some friends from university go and perform there, all that kind of stuff. And so, but mom has never been. And so mom came to visit last week and we we drove out to Stratford and we saw three plays, three productions, um, saw Paul Gross in King Lear, um, and we saw Rent, which is my favorite musical of all time. Um, and we saw uh, Spamalot, which is a take on Monty Python. And, uh, you know, so, you know, driving, you know, the seven hour drive essentially. And then, you know, we visited around Ottawa here and it was just a really great time to just hang out with my mom so yeah you know especially not living in the same city as her anymore like it's very rare that just the two of us um get to have a whole vacation together for for a week at a time i think the last time we did something like this that wasn't you know her coming out for the wedding or to move me somewhere or something like that was when i was living in europe and we went and did a couple cities in europe so it felt very uh it felt really nice
0: i was just telling you that it's been almost a week since she's been back and she's still uh, flying high from the experience. She was uh, just and so inspired and just loved being with you.
1: It was so like, you know, there's something special about like, and I know I'm biased cause I am very close with mom, as you know. Um, but there's something about that, you know, mother daughter relationship. Like I was lucky enough to not be, you know, strained with our relationship growing up. Cause I know that that's not the case for a lot of, you know, women, um, and where they you know don't have any kind of strain with their mothers or anything like that but you know it's just something special like as an adult to be able to call my mom like one of my best friends um to be able to call and connect with her all the time just, you know like i think like you know even though she was here for a week and within that week you know there was a lot of driving and and things like that we never ran out of stuff to talk to talk about um so and you know even though we talk on the phone you know two three times a week it's it was still it was still really really good. So, yeah, so it was really special to be able to just, you know, hang out like that and hang out as two adults now, no longer, you know, mother, daughter, but two adults, two friends and share some wine together and things like that. It was really special. Well, and was, do, you have, yeah. do you have
0: any perspective on what you would tell people who might be listening to this, who has a very conflictual relationship with their mother, can't stand them coming to visit, or if they do, they tolerate them perhaps for a day or two. And then can't wait for them to leave. What thoughts might you offer those who are challenged with that end of the spectrum?
1: I think, I think there's a couple ways of responding to that. I think on one hand, you know, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be your mother. It could be some sort of mother-like figure who was a role model in your life for whatever reason, like an old teacher, a coach, somebody you look up to, an older sibling, maybe that you look up to and respect and, and value their opinion. Um, as well too, like, especially if it's like an older person, other like older than you, um, there's something about, you know, like kind of realizing that that person who's older than you won't be as round around as long as like, I know this sounds so morbid and I don't intend to go down this path, but knowing that like time with that older person is finite, right. As time with any person is finite. Right. Um, but I think like appreciating, you know, when you do have time to be able to, to spend, Um, to be able to, you know, share wisdom, share stories, ask questions that you've never asked before. Um, you know, talk about childhood, your own childhood, the childhood of your, you know, your parent, what have you, right. Um, you know, share stories, things like share wisdom, all of that kind of thing. Um, because your time with them really is finite, you know, like there's this kind of heartbreaking chart that I've seen that you've spent the bulk of your time you'll ever spend with your parents by the time you're 18, um, which is quite heartbreaking, (laughs) Right. And so I think like really appreciating and being present with the time that you do have. That being said, um, you know, just because you're related by blood doesn't mean anything. Right. It's it's sort of like, you know, making a decision to choose somebody as, as somebody valuable in your life. Right. And so if that happens to be your mother, that you're making an active choice to to have a relationship with them, not an obligation, but an active choice. Right. That's something really special. And that's where, again, it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody related to by blood. It might be an aunt. It might be, you know, an in-law. It might be a mother-in-law. It might be um, you know, an older, an older friend. Um, but there is something really powerful about having that cross-generational relationship with somebody um, who you can totally be your best self and whatever your best self is at that moment in time with that you can fully relax and and spend time with and converse with and share wisdom and memories and stories and and, uh, and, and things like that with.
0: So the richness is finding someone in your life that you can share that experience with not necessarily biologically related.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think there is like, I think it's specific to like an older generation as well, right? Because the relationship I have with my friends and and things like that, who are from the same generation with me, very different than the, than the relationship I have with mom right and and see with like mom's sisters right like with my aunts of that generation right so i think it's 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 also it's about that cross generational piece as well right it's about like you know here's somebody who has known me my whole life literally my whole life right um and so knows me better than probably anybody else ever will right and uh you know so there's something to that about that relationship That being said, I'm just sort of lucky that it's my biological mother, (laughs) right? That might not be the case for for all people. Some people have strained relationships with their parents for whatever reason. I have a friend from high school who came out as trans and has a very, very strained relationship with his parents because his parents just don't accept who he is. Um, And that's caused a lot of friction as well. Um, But that's where that choice piece comes in, right? You don't have to choose them just because they're related to you by blood to have that connection with, right? That person you choose might be somebody else.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. And speaking of a finite time in our lifetime, uh, you've had a bit of a roller coaster summer yourself. Yes. So you were due to go on your honeymoon, yes. you and AJ that uh, were married a year ago and being school teachers, you had yes. a big, big plan to go to Italy.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Would you care to share what that experience
1: yeah, so my husband had a heart attack um almost exactly I got them a month and a couple weeks ago. And uh so put our whole life in turmoil, you really start to realize, you know, again that choice um to spend the time with the people you love and value um because you just sort of realize that you know, here's a man who's 34 years old, makes great decisions regarding his health, is incredibly active. And just found out that the way that his body processes cholesterol is not the same as the average person. And so that caused a full heart attack. Um, and so he was he was in full recovery for about a month, couldn't drive, had to be very careful going upstairs. Um, but now has sort of made a, a complete 180 and is fully recovered and, and able to to do what he can. Um, but it really makes you realize how you know, you can't take anything for granted. Right. Like even, you know, he, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink. Right. Um, and so, you know, this would be sort of the last thing and isn't diabetic or anything like that. So this would sort of be the last thing that you'd expect and yet life works in weird ways. Right. So it's really being present and making those choices in the here and now, um, when you can, right. And so, you know, we couldn't go to Italy for sure, but, you know, we made the best we could during that last month, watched a lot of TV and movies, um, but, you know, we kind of had our own little staycation adventure. Um, and I think that's really important too.
0: Is it too early to ask you how that whole thing has impacted you?
1: Um, my experience with it obviously is very different than his experience with it. Um, you know, and, and even letting go of, of Italy and and things like that, that was something very, you know, I didn't think twice about it. I canceled it right away. It did not seem important to me anymore very quickly. But for him, it was a lot harder to do that. And I think just because we had different perspectives on it. Um, For me, I almost lost him. And so anything else seems useless, right? Um, But for him, it was, you you know, he was just sitting in a hospital for a week thinking about where he could have been, right? And so because of that, and then he, you know, his body let him down, right? And so, you know, we had two very different perspectives on that. And for me now, it seems like when I think about these kind of trips and stuff, we made a decision last summer to not travel. Um, but I think, you know, if you're feeling healthy like this, it's just, I think making me more appreciative of, of impulsive in a good way, not so much like, but I think being accepting of the fact that not everything has to be planned thoroughly because life is going to be weird and wacky. Um, so being okay with, with things that, you know, kind of come up out of the woodwork for good or or for bad and just sort of accepting it the way it is. Um, you know, like, yeah, sure. We, we did not have the summer to spend in Italy, but you know, we did do, we, you know, we played a lot of board games. I read a lot of books. I cleaned my house. We tended to the garden, you know, we spent a lot of time with the pets and you know, that in a lot of ways was a really special summer too, um, to just be able to, press pause a little bit, to rejuvenate a little bit, to reset a little bit. Um, And then, you know, next summer, what we'll do is instead of planning something so far out, we'll, I think, be okay with just sort of going a little bit on the fly a little bit more and and appreciating the goodness of that.
0: Well, we're going to come full circle, because I'm going to stretch this uh, another angle, because we also talked about You watching the barbie movie
1: yeah it's all connected though with your mother
0: so tell me how all of that connects
1: yeah so i i promise though for those listeners who haven't had a chance to see the barbie movie yet um go see it it's fabulous it's wonderful um i loved it it was a great time so much fun but essentially um you know without giving too much away i mean the the movie is about like relationships with women in your life. Um, that's a huge, obviously a huge component of it. Right. And so it was such a delight to be able to see it with, you know, my sister's in law the first time. And then with mom, the second time, um, her and I went to go see it together. Um, but it's also a huge component of it is like the difference between real life and a fantasy life. Right. And what it means to be human, the good, the bad and the ugly. Right. And so being human, being real, being present, um, you know, is it, is it worth it? Um, You know, especially compared to this fantasy worlds where, you know, everything is beautiful and stylized and aesthetic and, and sure, fake, yes, but idealized, right? Idealized, sorry, right? This utopia of fantasy, right? Um, There's nothing bad in it. It's just idealized, right? And so versus the real world where it's like, it's a little bit grittier it's more authentic um that's where you know there's there's tears there's frustration there's anger right but it's making that decision that the fantasy world isn't necessarily where we as humans can live um and so there is that beautiful piece about that too right about um i think accepting the real world and what it means to be human for what it is right and so that means the unpredictable like heart attacks and how how heart wrenching that it Poor choice of words, I suppose. But how uh, how crushing that can be, right? And devastating that can be when these things that don't always go as planned come up, right? And then how how important it is to appreciate the people in your life when that happens, right? And and how you can't take that for granted. Um, you know your your community members, the people who were emailing and texting and showing up with with food and and support and letting the dog out and and all of that, right? And and sending well wishes and connecting and you know, coming over to visit and catching up with all of that. Right. And even in the, these most dire circumstances where, you know, my husband nearly lost his life and also where we had to cancel this trip that we'd been planning and looking forward to, right. That there is still something I don't want to necessarily say like looking for like that toxic positivity, find the goodness and all that. No, no, it still sucked, but there was something very authentic and healing in there about pausing and, and being appreciative of what we do have. And, I think recognizing that, you know, Italy will always be there. We'll be able to find, uh, find a place for that. And world is not this idealized fantasy. It, it's And that's okay. And that's a wonderful thing that it, it's this space where we can cry and support each other and be angry and be happy and enjoy the sort of roller coaster of, of emotions that are life and the connections of people that are in it with us because we're never alone in it.
0: Wow. Any more thoughts on Barbie?
1: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, it, it, it was, uh, I mean, there's a whole, you know, we can talk about the, the gender roles and all of that too. We could get all into that, but that can be a whole other thing, but I think it was just like, um, such an important film for right now. Um, I mean, Greta Gerwig, um, who wrote it with her partner, Noah Schaumbach, I think his name is long Anyway, I'm butchering the last name. I'll have to look it up they wrote it during covid um and they wrote it in a time where you know all of us were kind of living in this weird world that wasn't it was real but it was also kind of this new weird limbo place um and a lot of people were doing this escapism they were watching these you know reading these books and watching these movies and, and our hunger for these things that weren't real was was increasing because you know the real world was too much to bear Right. Um, and even now, too, as we look around, like, you know, looking at all these like climate disasters that are happening globally and things like that. And the Barbie movie can be such a beautiful escape from it, right, where you get into this world of lush pinks and colors and and costumes and things like that, too. Right. And there is a time and a place for that. But it's also about, I think, the the importance of of valuing the things that aren't necessarily always fake and fantastic, not not fake. I don't want to say fake, but fantastical. Right. And, and and being present for, for everything else outside of that. Right. And and because that's what being human is all about.
0: So what's the take-home message here for our listeners? What what do we want people to leave with with all of this exploration that we've yeah?
1: Expressed? I think, well, number one, go see the Barbie movie. <laughs> number two go to Stratford and see some plays. No, just kidding. This is not a paid advertisement, I promise. (laughs) It's just like wonderful things that she explored this summer. Dungeons and Dragons will be something we can talk about next week. That's a whole other thing. Anyway, whole other thing, but also about real and fantasy and escapism and stuff like that too. But anyway, um, I think the ultimate takeaway is to, like, it's so easy to get lost in what ifs, right? Whether that be, you know, the anxious riddleds catastrophizing what ifs of the worst case scenario, whether that's the looking forward to something in the present, that vacation you're looking forward to the weekend. Can't wait till Friday at five o'clock. looking forward to, you know, that time, like the weekend, whatever, what have you, right. Um, being nostalgic and looking back, um, you know, looking, wow, things were so much better in the nineties. Wow. Things were so much better when I was a child. Oh my gosh. Like, take me back to when beanie babies were the most important thing right like there's so much of that in our world right now um but i think we just have to make a choice to be the here and the now even if that means you know crying a bit even if that means being frustrated a little bit but it's just being here and being present with the people in your life and with yourself and realizing that there's nowhere else you need to be except for right now right here right now and that might sound kind of trite um, but it's a good reminder to just sort of accept where you're at, love the people that you've chosen to be around you, let go of the ones that you haven't, that are not fulfilling you anymore, and just do what you need to do right here and now.
0: So here's what I'm taking away. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves, a lot of expectations, and I always say expectations are premeditated resentment. And I think there's a level of acceptance, not condoning um, behavior that is not aligned with our values, but acceptance of our humanity. Yeah. Where we're at, embracing that fully, being present to it, being present to each other. Because I think we get so much ahead of ourselves, we it's so easy to miss life.
1: Yeah. And not just ahead, but behind too, right? Like thinking about how much better things were, you know, last week on the weekends in our childhood, in the nineties, whatever, right? Like there's so much, and especially like I spend so much time online, like there's a whole world of nostalgia, right? Like instead of having nostalgia, let's just appreciate where we're at right now, right? Instead of getting anxious about the future, instead of counting down till your next vacation, like let's just be here and now.
0: Yeah. And the pressure that we put on ourselves. Yeah. And so, even
1: you know, like if your mother-in-law is coming and you're dreading it or your mom's coming and you can't spend two days with her and it's a lot, that's okay. You know, it's, it's just being here in the now because time is finite, you know, find some sort of little nugget of questions to ask her, share in some insight, some wisdom, some stories and, you know, be here and now and don't just count down till when she leaves. (laughs) Cause it will happen. She will leave. Right. And that's okay, And it'll happen. But, you know, until then, be here and now and just see if there's any little bit of grain of of listening that can be had from from her years of wisdom.
0: And what carries with that is a reminder of dying. You know, it's it's a paradox in life that we don't want to walk around carrying death on our shoulders, being morbid about it. uh, But at the same time, we want to stay mindful that nobody's going to get out of this world alive and that we never know if this is the last time. Exactly. So we, what if we could live each moment as if it were the last time Exactly. and and embrace it with joy, not with morbidity, but with joy and acceptance. Definitely. So as we wrap this up, that's a lot to cover in 20 <laughs> minutes, but I, I will express as we always do my gratitude. Um, just that I had a chance to pause today and reflect on some of these topics. I'm I'm grateful for the energy that, that your mother brought back, uh, from her time with you and how you nourished her.
1: She nourished me too. It's
0: supposed to be parents that nourish their kids, but, uh, (laughs) it's, I believe that our, our kids nourish and teach us as much as we can ever think of teaching them. So I'm grateful That's for the sweet. pause this afternoon. I'm grateful for the reflections. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this time that we have together today. Me
1: too, Dad. Me too, Dad. Now you got to go see the Barbie movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, Dad.
0: What are you grateful for?
1: I'll, I echo everything that you just said, you know, being able to have such great conversations with you and with mom and, you know, just to to have that kind of relationship as an adult um, to be able to learn so much from you guys and, you know, to, that you guys are, you know, so supportive of whatever decision I make in life. And I'm just really grateful for that too.
0: Well, let's celebrate our humanity and let's appreciate the day today and be more fully who we are meant to be. Agreed. Thanks for the time, my dear. You You too. Stay real.